With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to the 14th episode of the Pot Up Podcast. I am Matthew Passy. This week we have a very exciting and very full show. Feature interview has three of the four podcast professors. Now, this is a group of guys that have created an awesome program that will teach you everything you need to know about podcasting. From recording and equipment and editing to publishing, social media, and growing your audience. You can learn more about the podcast, their video tutorials, as well as their very special, what they call the PhD program. That's the podcast home degree. All of that can be found at podcastprofessors.com great group of guys i think you're really going to enjoy that interview so make sure you head to their site check out the resources and check out their podcast and as you're going to hear these guys have some great chemistry and each bring something really unique to the podcast so make sure you check them out it really was a delight to listen to them now before we get into that chat last week i said you know there's not really that much news to talk about so we'll just get right to the interview and then of course like literally like minutes after i hit publish i saw a headline E.W. Scripps Company. That's a major media company. They acquired Midroll, which is one of the biggest players in the podcasting space. They do a lot in terms of helping podcasters find sponsorship. They own Earwolf. They do a lot of promotions. I mean, they are just a big player in podcasting. And so the fact that a major company like E.W. Scripps went ahead and acquired them says a lot about the industry. And in fact, uh, somewhere that I read that, uh, you know, has something to do with the, the high CPM. That's cost per mill or thousands or whatever it's basically podcasting can get a decent rate for the number of people that listen to it so you know obviously this is great news for podcasting that big companies are paying attention to it and acquiring smaller ones to get into this game because they see this as a growth play moving forward now more recently another article came out i I know i've talked about these guys before but uh somebody did an interview with alex blumberg he's the ceo and the co-founder of gimlet media these are the guys that put out startup and reply all and most recently mystery show and alex was doing an interview and basically he said he wants to become the hbo of podcasting and i think what he means by that is he wants people to you know and recently they've actually added some sort of membership packages to be part of like gimlet's you know fan base and things like that so basically i mean he is saying we think we can actually put together a company where people are willing to pay for the privilege of checking out great manufactured content well-produced highly you know highly produced content great stories and i mean so far the the shows that they're putting out they're phenomenal if you're not listening to them you really have to do it i mean If nothing else, you have to listen to the first season of Startup because it talks about the formation of Gimlet and a lot about podcasting in and of itself and what he has learned in his life doing this and and things like that. So, I mean, at the very least, go and make sure you're checking out some of the stuff from Gimlet Media. Um, But just, you know, it's just encouraging to see all this news coming up now. I'm sure a lot of this is going to be a topic when podcast movement comes up this weekend. Uh, Unfortunately, I won't be able to make it out there this week, but I understand it is going to be a huge, huge great time this week everyone i know i'm podcasting who is going to it they're looking forward to it uh you're gonna hear from the guys from the podcast professors they can't wait to get down there and and, you know mingle and talk to people so really excited to see what kind of news comes out of that function this year Uh, but you know it's just it's great to see these big headlines talking about you know something as simple as a digital audio file that that you or i can do from our, our home office or you know just just from anywhere it's a viable medium folks And I mean, I learned that I I taught a class recently on podcasting here at one of the local libraries and just couldn't believe the turnout and the people who want to get into it and learn about it. So if you're out there, if you're thinking about it, keep your head up, keep pushing hard. You're going to find success if you just stick with it, be dedicated and, you know, commit to putting out good content, which I hope I'm doing here on the Pot Up Podcast. So 
All right. Awesome stuff. Great news out there for podcasting. If you're going to Podcast Movement, I hope you have a wonderful time. I promise you I'll be the first one to sign up for Podcast Movement 16. I just I just can't get there this year. All right. So now on to this awesome interview with Jamie J, Mark Hafner, and Chris McNeil, three of the four podcast professors. Enjoy. Very, very, very excited this week to have not one, not two, three guests on the Pod Up Podcast. I'm being joined by Jamie, Chris, and Mark, three out of the four of the podcast professors. They have a whole website. They, they, they basically have a whole industry dedicated to helping folks better produce, create, distribute, publish, and promote podcasts. They're the podcast professors and very excited to have them on. Uh, so we have Chris McNeil. We have Mark Hafner and Jamie J. Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, Matthew, thank you so much for having us on. This is this is so exciting for us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Really, yeah, really for sure. Looking forward to it. <laughs> and so, just so folks can identify the voices in order, you heard Chris, then Mark, and then Jamie. So, if you have to, you know, keep score at home, trying to keep up with those voices. So, we we you know this. Chris, I think you pointed out like this happens so often with podcasters. We connect on the Skype, we start talking, and all of a sudden we're into this great conversation. We're like, wait a minute, wait a minute, we got to get this on tape. So we were we were all just talking about our background and how we sort of got here and where the industry is going. And so I guess this first question that'll feed into it is really how did all of you guys really get started in podcasting? What was really your like the onus to jump in here? And uh, Chris, let me let me start with you. Huh. I think I've probably got the least interesting story, Matthew. Thank you for starting <laughs> with me. Uh, that's going to set Jamie and Mark up to look uh, that much better. So I have, for probably 15 years, heard people tell me, oh, Chris, you've got this great voice for radio. You should get into radio. You should get into radio. And for correct. a long time, I said, hey, you know what? I, I don't want to get into radio. No offense, Jamie <laughs> and, and Matthew. Um, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't where my passion took me. Um, but I always loved connecting with people. I always loved learning. I'm one of those people that wants to learn for, for the rest of his life. And um, a couple years ago, I got really, really interested in organizational culture, uh, company culture, organizational development, leadership, and employee engagement uh, because of where I was working at the time and what I'd seen in my career in terms of organizations being non-strategic about that. So I said, okay, well, I'm going to go teach myself. And uh, I don't know if you saw, there was an article we talked about in, um, I think it was this week's episode or maybe last week's episode of Podcast Professors, um, our podcast, uh, mentioning that podcasting is, a, is the new networking. It's I did a, see that. That's right? a, it was such and a crazy headline. I love, well, I love it. That's been my secret. I, I, I launched my podcast and I was like, I don't know anything about culture. I am not a thought leader. I'm not a recognized name. You know, but I was able to get CEOs, executives, and and thought leaders that are well recognized and and celebrities in that field, so to speak, to return my calls and to have you know great hour long discussions with me, uh, which have shaped my thinking and have helped me educate myself. And you know, then one fateful Saturday evening, I got an email from somebody in Australia saying, um, oh, man, I, I would, love... I would reject that right away. That's <laughs> Anything that comes from outside of the country, I'm fearful of always. <laughs> oh, you know what? I'd love it, though. But like my my, uh, my podcast has been listened to in over 72 countries. Wow, um, that's And I got awesome. this, the, the first piece of feedback I got was from a guy in Australia. He's, hey, I'm a, I'm a manager. I've got my own team. And I implemented one of the tips in, in one of your episodes. And it's changed the way we have our meetings. And... You know, I sat there and literally for the whole weekend, I kept telling my wife, hey, honey, hey, honey, I changed somebody's life on the other side of the planet. I made people's, <laughs> I made people's meetings better. And she's like, I know, I know. Good job. You've told me this already. But so that's really how I got my start. And along the way, I got to know Mark. I got to know Jamie and I got to know Lidge, the other podcast professor. It's not on the call with us today. And we just have such phenomenal alignment with one another. We have such complementary skill sets. And, and I want to stop right there. I want to turn the mic over to Jamie and let Jamie tell his story about he, how he got started in podcasting. Well, I love that. And thank you so much. That's a pretty interesting story. It's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Matthew, thanks again for having us uh, on here today. We're, we're pretty excited about podcasting, and, and obviously, for uh, you know all four of us that are getting involved in this. We just uh, started on, I think it was January 1st, 
was it January 1st, Mark, Chris? Uh, yeah, it was in January. I think it was maybe the like the official date might have been something like the, the between the 2nd and the 7th somewhere. But Yeah, most people are hungover on the 1st. You're not really getting a lot yeah. done that day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it, it, I, I have my own show, um, but I when I first started, I didn't, I just kind of blindly started. And uh, I got into it because I spoke on a panel at a marketing event in February of 2014. And there was a gentleman there uh, that said, hey, you really got to get started in podcasting. And I've heard all about podcasting and being a content creator myself, uh, both for my business, my web development business, and then for my clients. I thought, well, yeah, I definitely got to do this. It sounds like a, you know, a neat way to create some content. Well, fast forward eight months later, I still had no <laughs> podcast. I don't want to call it procrastination because I was super busy, but it wasn't at the top of my priorities. I finally did it. I didn't have all the knowledge of what I was supposed to be doing. So I missed out on new and noteworthy. I didn't really know what to do. I didn't know how important it was to get reviews and ratings on iTunes and all that, but I got it started and I just had a lot of fun with it. I got to invite some cool guests on and that's kind of how I got, got started on it. And it's just been a whirlwind since then. It's just been fantastic. And I've been fortunate enough to meet, you know, people like you, Matt, Matthew. And then of course, uh, join with Mark and Chris and Lidge and they just they're phenomenal and together it's just been if if you hear our show it's we just have fun we're laughing the whole time and joking but we always talk about you know really cool stuff having to do with podcasting we just love it I'd love it yeah you know I I was a little afraid myself when I was thinking about the prospects of having four people on one podcast because you know especially without sometimes being in person and without being able to look at each other, it's, it's easy for people to step all over each other. And, you know, I was a little worried when I first started listening to the podcast professors that that might be the case, but you guys really do play off each other really well. There's a great balance. And, you know, like Chris was saying, you each bring your own strengths to it. There's not a lot of repeating and regurgitating of each other's thoughts. Everybody really has a unique opinion and a unique perspective. And, you know, and everybody has something valuable to bring to the table, which is really cool. Um, so before we, before we continue on, Mark, you also have a pretty interesting past. I mean, uh, you know, you, it's, it sounds like audio has always been a part of your life. Well, yeah, I mean, I've, I've audio has been my entire life. Um, audio and video. I got into video later in my career, but, uh, music is what got me started. And, uh, I've always been a music producer since I was in, I, I, I started in a recording studio when I was 15 years old and I'm older than that. <laughs> so I've been doing it a long time. Um, I lived in. I got a degree in music business in Nashville at Belmont University, and and then I went to uh, Northern California for a couple of years, and then to Los Angeles, um, which I I still do work in, and I travel to. Uh, right now, I'm living in Southwest Florida, as I have uh, children that are almost off all off to college. But yeah, my my background being music production initially, uh, and then. Uh, recording engineering, I just, when I was a kid, I would listen to records on headphones. I was that guy, just listen to a, a record a hundred times and figure out what all the musical parts were doing, you know, and then I became a music composer and started writing for television and commercials. Um, and as I got to uh, be working in television, uh, the rush of the internet started in early 2000s and a lot of people that I were I was connected with. We we're all watching what was happening, and uh, you know we were getting excited about uh, video coming to the the internet because we were working in television, and this was before YouTube. And so I I even had a uh, a business that I was developing with a partner in California that was a pre YouTube type of company, and uh, the idea of personal media has just always been very thrilling to me. So now that you know po and podcasting, I've I've been involved with uh, not so much as a producer, uh, but but listened to and enjoyed you know podcasts as a listener. But as uh, you know, things have matured recently, and I connected with Jamie and Chris and Lidge. Uh, it's just been super exciting what's happening right now with podcasting, and uh, I, I just knew that this was a great place for me to bring my skill set, which I've developed over the last twenty five years uh, or so. So it's it's uh, it, it, it's it, the other thing I wanted to say about you know podcasting in general is is that 
from my perspective as a professional you know music composer producer um I'm looking at creating a, a piece of media that's worth money. I've all that's what I've always done. I've always created audio productions, radio spots, TV uh, jingles, you know, even and and video productions too. Uh, Jamie and I've been working on a lot of video production for our promotion of podcast professors. But uh, it, it is so incredibly exciting to me about podcasting that we can own our own content, we control mm-hmm. our own sort of distribution. Uh, it, when you were a kid, and I was a kid, or it, it was all you had to get a record deal, or you had to go get you know somebody at a television network or a radio network to say you know okay we'll give you a shot, kid. That's just not the case anymore, and we we can do whatever we want. Uh, you just have to be good at it, and it's up to you. And that's super exciting to me. Yeah, and I mean that was where our conversation was before we really started recording here was that you know the the radio world, the audio world, and even to you know an extent the television world. It's just been so badly corporatized and, you know, hedge funds are running these places and and there's not a lot of room for people to just be unique and creative like in the golden days of radio. Um, You know, everything's got to get board approval, tons of red tape, lots of bureaucracy, and there's just no way for someone to thrive. Whereas here, like I said, if you have an idea and you've got a mic and you've got the, you know, and there's an audience for it, you can just go ahead and do it. It's great like that. Does that mean, you know, 50 years hence, people are going to look back and call this the golden age of podcasting? That's a good question. You know, some I, it's funny because a lot of people are saying this is sort of the, the renaissance of podcasting when Serial came out last year. And then all of a sudden, podcasting actually became a mainstream thing. I, mm, I don't know. I, I think we're still very much in the early stages. Even though it's been around for, uh, you know, a little over a decade, I think there's still just massive amounts of room for growth here. And, uh, yeah, but at what point are the uh, are the you know the the major communications companies, the big marketing companies? At what point are they going to come in and spoil the fun for everybody? Well, I think they've already come in. I think a lot of them are already producing their content. A lot of them are already you know trying to uh, you know get in on this rush of free content that's available out there. But it's like YouTube. You know, anybody can load something up on YouTube, but still, independent producers, unique kids. Um, you know, just folks who are out there having fun seem to be the ones that, that rise to the top and, and really attract the most attention on there. That's true. That's true. And, and I love to so much money go ahead, Mark, to, go ahead, to produce Mark, this stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's look, it, you ha- you need some decent equipment and you need to get some hosting. Um, but you know, for, for a small investment, uh, anybody can really start putting something out there. And, and that's, I think to an extent, maybe there's a little bit too much of that out there. Like everybody's rushing to podcast now. And so you know, that sort of brings down, I think, the overall quality a little bit. But it is nice that it's there's really no large obstacle. You don't need an agent. You don't need a recording agency. You, don't, you need a computer, a microphone, and the will to get it done. Yeah, but the cool thing too is you're. I, I like the fact that you brought that up. So many people are getting involved, and we always use this stat. You know, there's 250,000 some odd podcasts out there, with, but how many websites are out there? You know, millions upon millions upon millions, and True. then and then uh, you know, Professor Lidge talks about in the next what is it, ten years or so, five five to seven years. I mean, we're going to almost quadruple the amount of Internet users that are out there. So there's tons of room for growth in this. And the, the big thing about it with everybody using this as another, in my opinion, I think it's a great way to increase your um, – your your reach as another channel, right? Another content distribution channel is is podcasting, and that's the reason that the podcast professors came together. I think that is the whole reason why we came together because we want to be able to help people learn how to provide and produce good content. And so, you know, someone coming in there, you're right. I think there's a lot of shows out there that people just put out there. I have to say I was probably one of those because when I first started, I really didn't know what I was doing. I, you know, I, I bought a, a blue Yeti mic and I plugged it in and my audio, you could hear background noise. And, you know, sometimes I was too close to the mic. Sometimes I was too far. Sometimes you can hear the lawnmower going by. So <laughs> it probably wasn't the greatest show. But over the past year, I've learned so much and now it's so much fun. And now I'm able to give back and help others do the same. 
you know, it's funny you mentioned Lawnmower. I do a daily podcast with these two women, and sure enough, every Wednesday the lawnmower comes by, and one of the women just cannot get a word in without the. I want to go back to something you were saying earlier that was interesting. You know, I brought up there's too many people rushing into here, but there's millions of web pages, and more people are starting to listen. But you guys were talking about it on your recent episode about, yeah, people are getting more listeners, but we're we're all sort of fighting for the same pie. You know, it's there's let's say 64 or 50 46 million people listening to a podcast last month and we're all just sort of fighting for that same 46 and you know the question to you guys and that I think obviously all of us want to answer is how do we make that pie bigger? How do we get you know how do we make podcasts as common as Netflix, as Hulu, as turning on the TV, as flipping on the radio is, yeah, how do we get people to stop listening to music and listen to a podcast instead? What are your what are your thoughts there? Well, I, I don't even necessarily know if it's as much about stopping people from listening to music. I think yeah, embrace that. I think that's fun. But I think it's also nice is education. So the more you can educate someone and let somebody know, hey, whatever you're interested in, there's something for you on demand. So I think that's probably the first the first thought that pops into my head. I don't know. What do you think, Mark? Uh, I, I do think that podcasts are like a modern talk radio. Uh, there can be music and there can be music programs. And, of course, there can be comedy and all kinds of other things. But generally, it's a talk medium. And whenever I talk to someone who doesn't know anything about podcasting and I say, you know, would you listen to these? And they go, well, I don't know about this. I, I have to download it and I have to figure out how to do all these things. And then I ask them, well, do you, do you listen you know, to the radio in the car? No, I don't listen to the radio in the car. Do you listen to talk radio? Oh, actually, I do. I listen to talk radio all the time. <laughs> and, and then you go, oh, really? Well, you know, instead of listening to you know, whatever they shove down your throat at the news you know, channel that you're listening to, you can listen to something specific that you like. And, and then that generally awakens people. You know, and they kind of go, really? I can listen to like an interest that interests me more specifically? And then that starts to make them think, I mean, I could listen to a talk program. It's kind of like talk. Then it starts to really, you know, uh, uh, I think catch on. I think the word podcast is actually a little strange. Yeah. I think it's a strange word. I think I think for some people it's a, it is a it is a barrier. They go podcast. That's weird. What is that? You know? So yeah, we, uh, we, we, we wanted to get rid of that word when talking about it in my last job. They just, they just didn't <laughs> like that as the umbrella term for what we were doing. I think we need a new name. I do. I, I actually think we need a name that's a little, a little simpler or, or, or I don't know. I mean, not, not that that <sighs> will ever happen, but that's a lot of RSS feeds that are going to need to be changed then. I mean, you guys alone <laughs> podcast professors, it's catchy. I mean, I'd, I'd hate to have to see you lose all the audience cause you have to submit a new RSS feed to iTunes. <laughs> Well, have you have you ever heard of the streaming audio professors? Yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. Have you ever heard of Chris's um, description of our show? I don't believe I have. No, what's uh, how does he describe him on the spot? Chris, describe our show. Well, so we were having a super serious meeting one day, and we were talking about what to name the show. And I just I just rattled off. It comes out a little different every time. I just rattled off. Podcast Professors is a podcast about podcasting by podcasters designed for podcasters who love to listen to podcasts about podcasting. So wait a minute. Keyword so stuff. about yeah. podcasts? Wait. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I, that's, I, I feel like I did something very similar in like one of my first discussions about this. Like, so this is a podcast about podcasting about po- with podcast. It's I, very meta. It, it is so meta. And then... Uh, here's the biggest problem for me. So I talk about podcasts. I called it Pod Up. My last name is Passy, and I have like this horrible popping pee problem. So I am just I'm just creating this awful sound in so many of my podcasts. I have to go back and re-record all the time because I just overdo it sometimes. No, you're you're good. <laughs> I I I want to throw my two cents in on on the question that Jamie Please. and Mark got to talk about, and I think it's it's kind of a two part question. Number one. The technology has to evolve. Mm-hmm. We have to get out of the iTunes world. Um, mm-hmm. As much as iTunes has been amazing for all of us, it really sucks if you're a podcast host. <laughs> right? There's no metrics. There's no data. There's no analytics. There's really no control. There's no support you, either. Yeah, there's, no, there's nothing for you. There's nothing for you. But they're it. They're 82% of all you know, mobile plays. Right. Um, and hopefully Spotify is going to help change that. 
sometime in the second half of this year. I'm really excited for that to come live for everybody. But you said you, you mentioned Netflix. And what Netflix does exceptionally well is their algorithm for predicting whether or not I'm going to like a show and what I'm going to rate that show at. And it's right. It's almost always right. So Netflix does a really good job of curating video content for me. So as we all fight for the same 46, 47 million ears every month, whoever comes out with a platform that will curate content for me and for what I want to listen to, because right now I'm going and just cherry picking episodes of some of my favorite podcasts. And, oh, that one looks interesting to me. I'm going to listen to that one today. And then maybe I won't come back to that show for a couple of weeks. Um, but so, so curating that content I think is critically important. And once that engine is there, once, once we have a method to accomplish that, I think at that point we can go out and start acquiring all those new technophobes. Um, because nobody nobody really hates technology anymore these days. But all those people who are intimidated by the concept of, of listening to a podcast, it's like, hey, it's it's, ju- it's exactly like Netflix, but it's just audio. You can take it with you wherever you go, plug it into your car, and you get content that's interesting for you. Well, and I think you, you bring up the car. That's I think that's going to play a crucial role as well. When I can't wait. Yeah, I cannot wait for a data-connected car because I switched to Verizon recently, and now I have to watch my data. And so if I don't have it downloaded... Uh, sorry, I'm not going to get a listen, a chance to listen to you until I'm back home or at least on somebody's Wi-Fi. Well, you know, I mean, make it easy. Um, you know, um, Apple's CarPlay, which I haven't looked at because I'm an Android guy. and, and um, Oh, and you guys and, have it even worse. There's <laughs> well, the, I, you, I can go buy a Kia Sonata, I think it is, or a Hyundai Sonata and, and actually get, you know, Android in my car. But um, what's really interesting to me, though, is like – from a connected car standpoint, I just need to be able to sync my car to my Wi-Fi and have it act like my cell phone. My cell phone will just automatically download whatever I want to listen to, whatever I'm subscribed to, um, through Podcast Addict for me. I don't have to do anything. And just make my car do the same thing. So you need the Hyundai Sonata with a two-terabyte hard drive. It'll already have all of your uh, podcasts stored in there. Well, the, the reason why I say Android is tougher, and and I apologize, gentlemen, because I I had the pleasure of teaching a class on podcasting the other night at a local library here, and I actually said the professor has left the building afterwards. Sort of a little homage to you guys. Apologize (laughs) for stealing that. Um, But, yeah, it was fascinating because, you know, I spent almost 60% of the class explaining to these folks what a podcast is, how to access them, what makes them different from, you know, other things that they're used to consuming, 99% 99% of them have an iPhone. And so I said, all right, look, for you guys, the easiest thing to do is go to this podcast store, do some searching. But, you know, for the Android folks, because you don't have that that one place, because it's so fragmented, and frankly, 90% of the apps for podcasting, people have to pay for. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that really is a tougher barrier to entry. I think you're right. You need that that one overarching, I don't want to say content producer, but content curator that everybody is just a part of and no matter what platform you're on windows linux apple desktop you know hulu roku whatever it is people know it's there and and they know they're going to be able to find you know a a wide library of content yeah um and i use i use the the android app called podcast addict i use the free version i don't pay for it it turns ads off if you pay for it and and i probably ought to pay for it because i do use it all the time but one of the things i like is you you hook in it actually hooks into the iTunes search engine. So if I'm going to go look for a podcast that I know an iPhone user listens to, I can put in the exact search term they tell me to. This has actually happened to me before. And (laughs) and find it using the iTunes search engine, whereas if I'm just using – you know, kind of an RSS feed search um, that Podcast Addict has, eh, I may not have the same luck. So it's it's – a little bit different, and I think that's the problem, right? There is no just push this button and find what you want. Stitcher was it for a while, but they got acquired about a year ago, and just uh, nothing is happening with that company right now. Yeah. Yeah, which is really disappointing to me. Um, and iHeartRadio is uh, – I've never been impressed with their platform for podcasts. Um, uh, you know, it's – it, they they still have the radio mentality. They're not they're not focused on the podcasters. Yeah, and I think I think probably within two to three years, if and we talked about this this year this week, Mark, you brought it up the the, the growth last year. How are we going to sustain that growth model? 
um, with listenership and, and revenue. But if we find a way to sustain that growth model, I think in two to three years, you're going to see the landscape of what a podcast listening application fundamentally change. Like what that looks like is going to fundamentally change and you're going to have the ability to interact more with the content during the content. I think we're starting to see that with um, Professor Lidge's favorite uh, SoundCloud, right? You can go and drop comments mm -hmm. in that have timestamps. But if I, as a content producer, had the ability to, in my audio or video content, create something that was a call to action that right then you can click this and leave my show a review while you're listening to it. Or you can click this and go to my, go to my opt-in page and download the free PDF, whatever my monetization strategy is. I think we're going to see somebody come out with that technology, and I think that's going to revitalize the landscape for us and, and open a lot of doors from a business standpoint. I'd love to see something that when my, you know, and I currently don't have any, but when my sponsor plays, you know, a button pops up on the, on whatever the media player is. And I don't necessarily want them to leave the podcast, but, you know, they see, let's say, you know, here's your MailChimp ad. You can either hit a button that says, all right, take me there now, or another one that says, you know, save this. And then mm -hmm. as soon as the podcast ends, you know, then another screen serves up and it's either like, send me these links or now I'm ready to go check out MailChimp or just like you said, something so that these call to actions aren't lost, you know, 30 minutes later when the episode ends and, you and know, that it, momentum is gone. And that's what's going to drive the innovation, I think, because more and more organizations are, are spending real dollars advertising on podcasts. We've heard the stats that, oh, podcasts convert at 25%. But right now, the only way that an advertiser has to identify if I listened to a podcast and went to a website and performed an action and signed up and you know paid or subscribed or whatever is is if I use a special URL, right, forward slash Chris or whatever, um, to identify what podcast host um, directed my traffic there. And that is – it's okay, but it doesn't provide a lot of real intelligence and real insight, I think, to the marketers. And it's not real time either. So I think they're going to want to see that platform evolve if they're going to want to continue to add, you know, invest dollars advertising. Um, and if they're – especially if they want to grow that model. So as, as the professors, I got to know, like when people are signing up for your program and – I'm sure I've said this a few times in the introduction, but as a reminder, they are at podcastprofessors.com. Uh, they've got a podcast. They've got a blog. They've got a store. They've got a book. I mean, there's a lot of great material there, and they are very knowledgeable. As you can hear, they all sort of have varied backgrounds, and so you're really going to be able to find everything that you need to get a podcast going correctly. But when you guys are hearing from your customers and fans and audience, you know, what are some of the big issues that seem to come up over and over again? Like what's, what's the big hurdle that people are struggling to get over in podcasting? Well, there's, there's several. And what we've done in, we have a course, it's called the podcast PhD. We have a, a free video course too. And that's really neat because it's all video and it's, answering, you know, frequently asked questions that we get. A lot of the frequency, frequently asked questions we get are how to name your show, you know, what should you do <laughs> to name your show, you know, stuff like that, because a lot of people don't understand that. One thing to know about podcasting, though, is there are no rules, really. There really aren't. So, but there are some things that you can pay attention to to help um, identify you and help identify your target audience, or at least, you know, do something so that when someone clicks or they're you know, perusing all the different shows that are out there, whatever they're interested in, it's nice to have your artwork done in a certain way, you know, and the, the words that you use so that somebody knows exactly what they're doing before they click listen. Um, but in the, the actual paid course, the podcast PhD course, we have six different modules. And in there, what we've done is very comprehensively created over 90 videos of basically frequently asked questions. And so people ask everything in, in the, you know, the, we do pre-production, production, post-production, post monetizing, marketing. So we go through all of those different dynamics of what a podcast entails, and we basically answer those questions. So I know this is kind of a general answer to that, but, um, you know, and I'm sure Mark and Chris can drill down on specific questions. But when you think about it, there's so many different questions out there that it's really hard to drill down on one. But I would say the first one is um, probably, you know, what is a podcast for people that are getting started? 
that's believe it or not that's usually the question yep no i i, I believe that um so all right well mark what about you what are some of the things that you find yourself you know helping people with the most in podcasting well as you said before the the, the field you know getting more and more people coming in it's, it's just a matter of time before the highest quality content rises to the top and so that's what my mission is is to help people improve the quality of their podcast production um to be able to to produce a podcast uh with skills that maybe they're not originally you know thinking about in, in producing a podcast but things that they can do to start to uh give themselves a more professional sound and those people uh are, are going to have programs that are going to sound like a big podcast. You don't need a lot of equipment to do these fancy uh, productions. I say fancy, but it, it doesn't have to be fancy, but just you know, well done so that people enjoy listening to your program. And uh, uh, efficiently, too, with, with a lot of programs, uh, having a lot of running on of, of content where people haven't really gotten organized. So that's really what I, you know, I see people doing is I'll listen to a podcast and then I'll have some ideas on how they can better brand themselves, uh, using original music even, uh, using in your, in your program to uh, better identify yourself that when people hear your intro, uh, you, you, you can use a piece of production music or library music that's a lot less expensive, but it's not going to be exclusive your music to you only. And that is always how uh, music is used in identity, which is basically how I've always worked uh, as a professional, is helping people use music for identity purposes. And so these things are all new to podcasters, I'm sure. I mean, how do they do all this stuff? This has been in radio and television for all these years, uh, uh, and it works. And it, it's going to work in, in podcasting just the same. It's a little different in podcasting. People come to podcasting for a little different reasons, not exactly the same as broadcast television and you know all of that stuff and radio. But uh, I do think that we can all learn how to make our podcast uh, more listenable and enjoyable and respectful of the listener's time. So that's what I'm here to do. I, I would like to add one thing too. What, what Mark is saying, I mean, he he does know about it. And, and Matthew, you and you and Mark talked about your background in in music production and all this that that stuff and. Mark has an Emmy. He won wow. a he won an Emmy. Wow! What? Did, tell us about that. Yeah, what did you win the Emmy for? Uh, the Emmy was actually for a project I did in Northern California for a TV station in Sacramento. Uh, that was because Sacramento is the the capital of California. They mm. generally keep a close eye on what's going on in the government. So uh, there's reports from the news and there's a special reporter at the station that was called the insider and the art director and the marketing director and myself all decided to do a, uh, a campaign piece that was actually claymation and the, the art director created a piece of claymation uh, actually at the TV station and uh, we created a, a like a theme song about how we're busting crooked politicians wow it, I yeah <laughs> do you guys keep story, that posted right? on the website because i totally would <laughs> uh you know that's actually not on our website we probably should should put yeah, that we out totally there. should we totally should yeah, yeah right. we, we, we dropped that's... the we we did we do have the emmy on there <laughs> yeah yeah I, 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 I upon jamie's prodding i put the emmy on the desk when i do my video uh podcast and you can see it oh okay all right so oh. it's there in the video because i was gonna say I, I i didn't see it on the site when i was perusing there um but I'll definitely have to check out one of the videos now. It's to make actually sure in the illustration on the banner art. You know, it, it, you'll see it in the background, like on a shelf sort of thing. But um, gotcha. Okay. I also did the 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 musical open for the Magical World of Disney on the Disney Channel, ah, which was uh, a small little company. Yeah, yeah. They've got, yeah, they so got a few people interested in what Disney. they do. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, and other stuff in television and film, but. You you know when podcasting will jump the shark is when Disney has the like uh, you know kids podcasting network or something like that, which. I probably just, you know, jinxed this all. Their lawyers are calling. Yeah, it's them. not too far away. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Pretty good impression. <laughs> oh, thank you. Uh, so uh, I assume, uh, actually, I, I don't have to assume. I know you guys are all going to podcast movement, which is going to be uh, on the date that this comes out. It'll be this coming weekend. So uh, what are you guys most looking forward to? I know you were saying before we started, Chris, that 
everybody seems to have a different objective in mind, but you know, what do you guys really look forward to at that conference? Well, I'll, I'll go ahead and start out because I know Mark and Jamie are working together, and, and I'm going to be a, a piece of it. I'm just waiting for them to actually tell me what I have to do. But <laughs> my top priority, so I, I'm in Austin, Texas. I'm about four hours south of Dallas-Fort Worth. I, I did not go to Podcast Movement last year, so I'm very excited to go this year. I'm excited to get to to meet Jamie in person and to get to see Mark again because he actually came through Austin earlier earlier this year, yeah. But the top of my list for podcast movement, um, in my business life, I directed partnerships with channel sales, things like that. And so I want to reach out to all the adjunct professors, all the people that have contributed to the podcast PhD course. We've got, I think, over 14, 15 of them now. And I want to have an opportunity to go and just say thank you and shake their hands and get to know them because um, – there are four of us. We each brought in our own individual networks, our own individual connections to help build out the PhD course. I want to make sure I spend time with everybody who contributed to it and get to know them, get to know their business, of course, how, how we can help their business and kind of return the favor. That's the first thing I want to do. The second thing I want to do, this is, this is maybe a little more personal goal. Um, I'm planning on starting my third podcast now, uh, in the second half of this year. And my, my, my first podcast is an interview show. The podcast professors podcast is kind of a round table discussion style show, which is awesome. And we bring guests on too. So it's really engaging and fun. But the next challenge for me in podcasting is I want to develop my skills as a storyteller and, and tell a, and, 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 you know, produce a solo show. And that's going to really stretch my muscles because that is way outside of my comfort zone. So I want to go out there and meet probably the top three or four podcasters that I like their show and their messages and how they package it, how they deliver it. And I want to go pick their brains and, and learn as much from, from them as I can. Those are kind of my top priorities. And that's, you know, just really quickly before I get to the other two, that's interesting that the, the you guys created this entire network together and you basically cover almost all four corners of the, the country here. And in some cases, you guys haven't even met in person. And that's sort of one of the amazing powers of podcasting is that it really can connect you with another person. You don't even have to meet them, but you could really collaborate and do a lot of good together. So that's that's pretty awesome. Um, Mark, what about you? What are you uh, what are you and Jamie doing collaboratively and then individually? What are you looking forward to? Well, well uh, you know, I've ahead. been to conferences in various capacities throughout my career and, and, and meeting people face to face and sharing the excitement that we all are there to share to me is just something I really wouldn't want to miss after we've gotten started with podcast professors and uh, uh, at like Chris uh, spending some time with the adjunct professors in uh, talking to them uh, is one of the things also um, I'm very excited to do. Uh, Jamie and I plan to set up a, a, a quick little recording of some various responses from people at the conference as well as a couple of uh, our adjunct podcast professors slash uh, podcast celebrities that will stop by about 3 o'clock on Friday afternoon. Uh, we're going to set up for a little bit. And um, that's pretty much what we have planned. I mean, we have a couple of people we have already scheduled. Um, Joel Bogas and Mark Asquith, I know. Um, Jamie, you might be able to fill in a little bit more about some other people. But, you know, we we uh, really are just going to feature our adjunct uh, podcast professors and uh, get responses from the conference and, you know, just kind of get the hype going about podcasting because that's what we're there for. Awesome. And Jamie, uh, do you want to add to that? Is there more for you, what you really are hoping for at this? Sure. Well, first and foremost, it's going to be awesome to meet uh, Mark and Chris in person, finally. Um, th that That's probably the, the top of the list. But what's really cool is I'm probably going to get a little... Go, get, I, no, I'm definitely going to geek out on this because uh, <laughs> I, I'm totally into this and I am just uh, blown away by the different speakers that are going to be there and what they've accomplished in this industry. I'm literally going to be probably starstruck uh, a bit um, just at the fact that I get to meet some of these people that are doing what I love to do and what we're trying to help uh, grow the industry. Uh, it's just going to be fantastic. I'm really looking forward to uh, participating in some of the where the speakers are talking and their groups and and things like that. And then I'm going to love talking to people, networking with people. And there's 
a couple cool things. I'm hoping I get to talk to Mark Marin and Aisha Tyler and, and John Lee Dumas and, you know, of course, all those, the, those people, uh, Sarah Koenig and stuff like that. But I'm also – I may even more be more interested in talking to, um, you know, the people that are doing the – you know, Jeff C. and the – you know, doing the – Paul Colligan and although I, I do know Paul, but I'd love to meet Tim Page and, you know, the people that are doing the panels because they're in the trenches, but they're successful. And th- those are the times that I think I'm really going to get the good nuggets out of it. And not only that, but being there with all the other people that are learning from them, those are all the people that I'd love to reach out to and meet. And I just think it's going to be an action packed what is it, three days of just, I mean, it's just nonstop, you know, one to another to another to another event. And, uh, you know, I'm also going to enjoy the uh, after parties and the, <laughs> and, the, and the awards. So I'm looking forward to everything. I'm, I'm just really excited about it. Do you have like podcast cosplay lined up? Are you going to go and try and dress up as Mark Maron or something like that? Or wear like a male Kemp t-shirt? Oh, that's a great idea. <laughs> so, we Can are- somebody make some giant paper mache like ear cup headphones yeah they're yeah. <laughs> oversized we ridiculous giving away our uh, our podcast professor t-shirts so we're, we're we're happy about that and hopefully people will appreciate that but uh but yeah i man if i if i could i you know it's too bad lidge isn't going because or because he could uh dye his beard to look a little bit like you know <laughs> just uh, Jeff, Jeff C or something because he's he doesn't have as much white in his beard but uh yeah no it'd be uh it's going to be fun. I mean, I, I, the cool thing, if I can just say too, the cool thing about podcasting is that you have these people that are just incredibly successful with podcasting. And you have the people that aren't so successful in podcasting. But it's amazing. You can approach, like our adjunct podcast professors, um, you can approach these people and they'll actually take the time to say hi. They'll spend some time with you on the phone. They'll talk to you. They'll encourage you. So it's not like anything that I've ever been, you know, part of before. It's podcasting is a really, really cool industry. And the big players, the small players, everybody is in it to win it, so to speak. That's what I really like about it. So that's what I'm excited about meeting all these different people. That's a really solid place, I think, to, to end this conversation. I I want to thank all three of you for joining on. I'm really sorry we couldn't get Lidge on here. Um, as a reminder to everybody, make sure you go and check out podcastprofessors.com. If you are going to Podcast Movement, get, you know look for them in their table and stop by and say hello. And again, three very different personalities all working together to help other podcasters. And um, before I let you guys go, just please you know let me know if there's let everyone listening, let us know if there's anything else that we should be checking out. Uh, Jamie, anything besides podcast professors you want to promote real quick? Sure. Stop Writing the Pine is my podcast show. You can also see us, uh, follow us on Twitter, at Pod Professors. All right, Mark, what about you? Anything uh, beyond the podcast professors? You also do uh, Writing the Pine with Jamie, too? I've been co-hosting Writing the Pine on a couple of episodes and, uh, of course, podcast professors. And for folks that... Uh, um, you know, getting into podcasting, I really want to make a difference. I just, uh, my, my company is, uh, Mark Hafner media. You can go to markhafner.com and see some stuff that I've done for television and, and, uh, radio jingles and all kinds of crazy things. Um, and I hope to help people with their production and their podcast. So stop, stop me and talk to me at podcast movement and we can chat about it. I'll put a link to both of those, but just in case you're in your car, it's Hafner is H-A-F-F-N-E-R and Mark is with the K. So MarkHafner.com for that. And Chris, I know you uh, also have your other podcast. Uh, what do you want to spread the word on today? Well, if you want to check out the Podcast Professors podcast, it is podcastprofessors.com forward slash iTunes. And then my personal podcast is amazingworkplace.com. And that site is actually relaunching next week with a brand new design. So super excited about that. Been working really hard on it. And it's focused on organizational culture. It's one of the few podcasts that tries to get you to not quit your job. <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good thing. Well, listen, my audience, you know, this is I'm always asking folks who want to get into this game to talk about it. What got them passionate about it? You know, what do they want to do? Who do they like? What do they want to see getting done? That's all well and good. But a lot of you also need help with how to do it right. And, uh, you know, this is not only was it a pleasure to talk to these gentlemen, but really it, it's an endorsement of what they're doing. Um, uh, I've listened to the episodes and they really are knowledgeable and really helpful. And they, they 
you know, like everybody else in this community, we all just want to help each other grow. So do me a favor, go check out podcastprofessors.com. Check out the links to each of the individual things that we're talking about here as well. And once again, just a huge thank you to Jamie, Chris, and Mark for uh, being here today. Thank you, gentlemen. I love sure. it. Thanks for having thank us. You. And uh, Mark and Chris, ready on the count of three? One, two, three. Podcast, Podcast, Podcast yourself. yourself. <laughs> I'm going to get that one day. <laughs> one of these days. All right, I know I've said this almost every time I do an interview, but really, I love these guys. They all have extremely different backgrounds, and they came together to create this awesome program. And and the fact that some of them have never even met in person, well, un until they do at Podcast Movement, I mean, that's just amazing that people can come together. I mean, Chris said it early in the interview, and I, I think it was a good point that podcasting is becoming the new networking. And, you know, I sort of questioned the headline when I first read it, but now that I've started to meet so many cool people by talking to them on this podcast and going on their podcast and things like that, like I just have to agree, it's it's a phenomenal community. And you know, e even if you're not pulling great numbers for your podcast or for, you know, or something, like that, uh, but e even if you're not pulling great numbers, stick with it. Go out there, mingle with other people in the community. You never know who you're going to meet and how you're going to be able to help each other out down the road. So very pleased to really chat with these guys from the podcast professors. Um, I'm sure we're going to have, you know, one, if not all of them back on. Hopefully we'll get a chance to get Lidge, the fourth guy on here. Um, but in the meantime, please, please, please go to podcastprofessors.com. Links to their podcasts for their video series, their PhD podcast home degree program and more and do me a favor and check out some of those other things that the guys mentioned here at the end you have stop riding the pine podcast that's with jamie and mark mark does music production you can check him out at markhafner.com that's mark with a k hafner's h-a-f-f-n-e-r and chris mcneil doing the amazing workplace podcast you can find it at amazingworkplace.com great group of guys really look forward to having them back on again in the future as a quick reminder before i sign off here please check out the daily podcast that i'm a part of it's the hillary barsky show hillary is h-i-l-a-r-i-e barsky is bar and sky the hillary barsky show it's on itunes tune in stitcher soundcloud all those great places and as always thank you for tuning into this episode of the pot of podcast Please make sure to follow it on Twitter at Pod Up Podcast. Subscribe to the Pod Up Podcast on iTunes and Stitcher and check it out on SoundCloud. Or if you need more, go to poduppodcast.com. And if you want to get into podcasting or you've recently gotten into podcasting or you're doing technology related to podcasting or you're doing a newsletter or you write articles about it, you just love this community or... You know what? Even if you just came back from podcast movement, I'd love to have you on the show and talk about your experience and share it with the podcast community. So please go ahead. You can contact me through Pod Up Podcasts on Twitter or any of the other properties I just mentioned, or come to my production website. It's mpassyproductions.com. M is in Matthew, P is in Peter, A S S Y productions.com. As always, thank you so much for listening and pot up, everybody. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.